We run a loose program here at uh, CMXU. It's the unofficial, unexpected, and unfiltered Canadian motocross race review featuring Ryan the Newf Lockhart and Ryan Gold with your host, Ken Ken. Ever live show, even though it's not like live recorded or live on video, uh, here for the Canadian Motocross Unfiltered. For those that don't know, I uh, my name is Ryan Gold. This is my friend Ryan Lockhart. A couple of Ryans out here. We're missing Ken Ken. So if you are a fan, there is a third party of uh, the things that we do. Ken Ken, we refer to him as the Ghost. Last night he was looking to spend some money. Hey, you see that text coming through? I think he was drunk. He was sending money. He's like, we should pay for Lars Van Berkel to come to this race, and you guys pay for it. And we're like, Ken, I don't really know what kind of budget we're running here. Uh, he's had two whiskeys, and it, it sent Ken into some sort of money spinisher. But in Saskatchewan, you know, the money value is a lot higher because it's, you know, everything's so small out there, right? And we also learned they don't do time change there. There's no time change in Saskatchewan, yes. Uh, so, again, uh, this is the first ever live show. We appreciate you guys coming out and joining us. We're going to have some fun guests. we got Frank. Uh, Schuster, Tyler Medallia, and uh, we'll probably talk to the kid that looks like he put his finger in a barbecue at some point as well. Uh, we'll figure out who this Hey, there's Cordell over there. The best party is across the street when you're done, guys. Serving up deep fried goodness and a party. You're retired. He's retired. He's retired. Um, uh, big shout out, first and foremost, if we got a couple people, our, our sponsors, obviously, right? KTM uh, Canada, Husqvarna Canada, Gas Gas Canada. Bristol Coachworks, which is a big, huge sponsor of our uh, Canada GDR team up here in the lounge. Go on in there. Everybody afterwards can go in there and, and uh, just check out the lounge. Just sit around, chill out, take your shirt off, relax on the, uh, on the equipment. And then, um, who am I forgetting? Uh, Matrix R Concepts Canada. Uh, no, no, no. Those oh. are Bidwick. See, now you're jumping up again. Oh. Like, you're trying to pump up that, the product that you sell and you get more money. I, get, I understand. It's a, it's a product thing. Uh, no, and um, Race Tech, Race Tech Suspension, Racetech, yeah. and Charlie Johnson, and of course, uh, Calismoto, calismoto.com, CMXU, if you guys are buying anything online, go to calismoto.com, they've got a great code, and when you buy something, it supports what we're doing, if you guys like what we're doing, and we want to keep it going, and check, uh, check. that's kind of the plan, right? Oh, there we go, Cordell's around, look at this guy. Goldie, how'd that race stuff? Is everybody race having a good time at Gopher Dudes tonight? Nah. Put your hands in the air for Gopher Dudes. I love living beside the racetrack. I love it. <laughs> I love all you guys. You guys don't know me. I, the only one I know in here is Frank. Big shout out to Cordell for setting this up and everything. A little late, though, Cordell. A hey, little late, buddy. Just hey. talking smack. Just talking smack. I have a boss, and I listen to what the boss tells me. <laughs> all right, Noof. Uh, I guess check. we should start this off by talking about our races today. Myself and you decided to race. You got poopy pants again? Uh, so myself and Noof decided to race today on this wonderful built track out here. And um, Noof, someone came up and told me that you beat me by 21 seconds in the first moto. I feel like he cut the track, but we don't need to talk about it. Noof trains a lot. He's way more serious than I am. And he's on this 350. He's trying to promote it. And, oh, everybody buying a 350. Oh, even another one out there. Yeah, Darcy over there, 350 guy. Let's talk about it, Noof. I've set the stage for you to make fun of your friend. 
Well, I think you might have stayed up too late last night by the looks of it. What um, do you mean? But Look at this athletic feature I've got going on here. I was going to ask you, how'd that race tech suspension look for a quarter of a lap? It was actually it was really high in the rear. <laughs> was and, uh, yeah, it was high in the rear. <laughs> and the the win in the second moto was 37 and a half seconds. So, yeah, nobody counted that one. But I had to pull over and hurl in the middle. There you go, Bubble. Sing a song. Can you sing a song for us? No. No, you don't want to sing? Is he a good singer? What about your dad? Is your dad a good singer? No? It was a good track out there today, though. I enjoyed it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you don't want to throw a ballad out? No. no? He's fine. Let him sit there. It, like it, a dad a, in hey, control. Listen, we run a loose program here, but let's not run too loose. All right. No, we got to turn to this. Okay, let's get into some stuff about tomorrow. Obviously, tomorrow is round number four here of our Triple Crown Series. And uh, coming into it, I got a bunch of good storylines. So obviously, Ryder McNabb last week at the Combine. Dylan Wright right now got some new parts on the bike. And obviously, the graphics, we'll talk about that in a minute here with the machine racing thing. Uh, the Cowie boys looking fresh out there. And it, like, the two weeks off really allows everybody to kind of like reset, if you will. Kevin Benoit, the alien body. The alien, yeah, look at it. This legs for m miles, right? If you walked by Kevin Benoit in the middle of the night and the moon was shining, you'd be like, I saw a UFO, right? That's what it is. <laughs> Right, uh, but Noof, let's talk about coming into it. Uh, two weeks off. That's the. F is that the first time we've ever had two weeks, Tyler? We've had two weeks before. Okay, yeah. that's a long break, right? But a good break for a lot of I people. I think the. I think the reset was good for everybody, whether it was going well or not so well. Um, I think that the season snuck up on people like pretty quick. It seemed, and uh, obviously we had like three completely different tracks on the West Coast. We had Edmonton, which is a hybrid. Nobody knew what the hell was happening there or their setup or their training. Everything they did in the preseason threw right out the window going into hot, rough Kamloops. Uh, super gnarly, super tough. Run it. Best national, right? Best national of the year, probably, yeah. Um, and then we go to Calgary, which could have went either way with the weather, but we got lucky and did get a good racetrack. So I think for the boys, they, they kind of got a little bit of everything. But then the two weeks off is like kind of fine-tuned, right? Like I even know on the Honda side of things, even though we were ready coming in, minus poor Jake getting hurt, but uh, we were getting re like fine-tuning stuff. Like we said, big-time stuff on 450 and whatnot. But uh, what I also think is cool here, it's like the start of a new series. We always say once the West is done, this is where the start of the championship is. A lot of the East Coast guys try to get through the West Coast stuff get good points, and then we come here, which is by far the toughest national of the year. Heat, humidity, roughness, everything like that. Um, so it separates the men from the boys. Talking like this is like the championship starts at Daytona. Are you Ricky Carmichael right now? It does because things can go really well here. I think you ran loose. You ran out of things to say. You went to that. No, or really shitty here. Well, I, I mean, we've seen it before. We've seen guys run out of gas here. We've seen DNFs here. Remember bikes the year Blackfoot, all three bikes ran yeah, out of gas. Exactly. And poor I mean, JS, that's a, poor Morgan. And that's a huge deficit. I mean, look in the U.S. today. Hunter Lawrence's bike blowing up in the first moto. I mean, that's what sand does. I mean, this is a physically demanding, but not only physically demanding, it's a machine-demanding track out here. Um, so, I mean, anything can happen, and I think that we'll kind of get a better idea of what we're going to see moving on because we go... Oh. There you go. We go sand. <laughs> that just worked. Is that you or me? 
Cordell, where are you at, buddy? Oh, is that the other one, maybe? Test, test. No, that's okay. We go sand this there weekend, sand next weekend. Thank you, Cordell. Moncton, harder packed, but then sand again. So, I mean, we got three sand tracks coming up over the next four weeks and then ended off with Walton Transcans. So, so a guy like me may put a scoop on. You, would you guys leave, are you going to leave the same tire on for the next couple of weeks then? I just want to let everybody know this is your cable that's making all that noise. It's always that Ryan's that's fault. That's not mine. Well, let's it's get a new cable, Ryan's man. Ryan's fault. <laughs> Uh, we will not be changing tires, and we'll probably run the same tire at Moncton because we're going to be too lazy to change them, right? I like it. All right. Okay. Uh, we'll share a little story today. So myself and Ryan uh, get a text from Ken the Ghost. Again, if you've been listening to what we've been doing here, we have another partner of us, Ken Catton, who was the guy that kind of brought us together to create this podcast. He sends us an email, or actually a text message today. We have our first hate email. And it's a beauty, of course, and it's directed at me. I thought it would be... It should have been directed at, at Ryan because he doesn't ever upset people. So I was hoping someone would get upset at him. Anyway, we got a hate email today. And it was the last week because our rant, we had this rant last weekend, or I had this rant last weekend. So I think that's, uh, are you going to hold that cord? There you go. Scoop it up. Throw it around your neck like a lasso. So anyway, we're turning heads, right? If you're not, if you're doing a podcast and you're talking, you got to piss somebody off. Your rant was pretty long, though. Again. Buddy. Like, I've been waiting for you. I'm waiting for my friend. He's driving. Hey, man, I can't wait to see you. There might have been some cocktails. Like, I mean, you can't do a podcast without having a little bit of outside confidence. I think Amy gave us the final number, 18 Arizona iced teas, hard <laughs> iced teas. It was a bad Wednesday for me. I'll tell you that, Apples. Uh, and a bad today. Today was a bit gross, too. Um, yeah, I got to find a cutoff point. I don't know if you have one. I just sometimes, like, it's, it's, you got to clip it. What? You're you're a horrible judge, all right. You you if you take a sniff of this and you're done for a week, okay? I understand. Um, throw back to Regina, two thousand six, seven. Let's go to Latvia. <laughs> uh, hey, you know what? Hey, we've been chatting. We got a th we got a lot of cool things. Uh, obviously happening tomorrow here again, round four for the Triple Crown series. We're gonna talk about the graphics at the end, but let's get our first guest up, Newt, because again, we want to kind of not rush through, but don't want to take too much time. I guess we could call him the man, the Sandman, the owner, the, the, the builder. His son now rides his coattails, <laughs> Co right? His son rides the coattails, Co right? Uh, if you guys could please welcome with a little bit of a round of applause for Frank Schuster, the man that has built Gopher Nunes from the yeah, top Frank. to the bottom. Come on up here, Frankie. So this is the friendly Schuster. That's the angry Schuster over there. Uh, first and foremost, Frank, thanks for giving us your time. I know you're probably busy, I don't know, entertaining everybody. That's what you do. You entertain, don't you? Yep. Um, for, this is year, race 19, year 18, right, right. On, as far as the national thing. 2005 was year number one. Yep. All right? Why? Why did it take so long for us to come here to get the national series kind of put onto the sand? Why, why, why did it? Because, I mean, it's, you guys have been here a long time. Stanley wanted us to uh, change a few things. It took a little bit of time. The underground irrigation helped a lot. So we wanted to make sure that we had a way to irrigate the track and uh, make so it was dust-free. And once we had that in, he agreed, and it's been going since. If Do anybody remembers 2005, though, we didn't need irrigation. No, we needed oh, no yeah, irrigation. remember that? The storm. That was a big storm. Remember that was a, No, that was 06 with the tornado both, on the Saturday. Both, both, both years. Both, both years, years of the storm. 
I got a great 06 story, but we probably shouldn't share that on this podcast. Um, uh, what's your best memory from 2005, the very first year? Best memory? Well, maybe just a memory, one that, like, pops up. Canoeing out in the parking lot. Oh, I did that in 2006. Yeah, yeah you did. I was naked. <laughs> Bone naked in a canoe in the middle of the pits out here. That wasn't my best memory. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Hey, it was some good Did time. you have I, 19 Arizonas that day? Or? <laughs> uh, yeah, I've had a few, actually. I don't think Arizona was back then, but, uh, yeah, I enjoyed myself. I thought the race was going to be canceled, man. The, it was torrential, but this place soaks it up. You guys had a betting board. I don't know if you remember that, saying oh. that the race was going to be canceled. Yeah. Yeah, you inspired us all because uh, you pissed us off. And I, there's, I've never upset anybody in my entire <laughs> life, Frank. I don't ever do those sort of things. We we pumped water till 3 o'clock. We had pumps all over the place. And then we were pumping in the bush, and it was coming back and still flooding the pits. That's a good sound drop, pumping in the bush. Pumping in the bush. Right? <laughs> Ken, we got to get that one, pumping in the bush. Uh, Noof, first time that you came here and met this man. First time, what was it? Uh, my first time ever to the Dunes was in the um, in the fall of '99. Came here for the last race of the year, and I remember meeting Frank, meeting Derek. So Derek and I have been friends pretty much since that day, but became closer in 2000. Derek was racing quads then, right? Derek was yeah. still quad god back then. Uh, but I always remember. But I started coming back in 2000, 2001, 2002, staying at Frank and Barb's house, and uh, and and being here. Slinging tires before the national in 2005, I remember that. Doing photo shoots in your backyard for Yamaha in 2004. Uh, hitting Johnny Montez with a shovel with out the in the shovel. field. That's my yeah. best memory. Yeah. yeah, yeah, smash Johnny Montez in the back of the legs <laughs> with a shovel. Uh, because we were being overworked. We never Why worked Why did you hit him with a shovel? Because like, we were draining water for Frank. Poor Spanish fly. Guys, guys got and he was leaning on a shovel like a freaking city worker. And, and he, I was like, I was he pissed. He him with a shovel. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was pissed. But uh, no, I can never say enough. And you know what I love the most? And it's something that the riders really appreciate. Uh, KTM, guys, the day's over. Shut the bikes off over there. Uh, something that I always love that Frank does goes down the line, shakes the hand of each rider before the first moto. And that's something special that you don't class. get a lot. Yeah, class. it's very classy. Thanks but at the end of it, out. he does that because he's like, hey, uh, promoters, you know, payback. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Uh, <laughs> hey, yeah. Uh, I want to share. Uh, it was 15, I think. Remember that? Our last race of the year, me and you made this deal with doing the oh, memberships. Yeah. Yeah. And we upset young Barb. Oh, yeah. So angry. Remember how mad she was at us? I was going to have to sleep out in her shop. Right? right? Remember yeah. how mad she was at us? I'm like, we'll pay for it. We'll pay for it. And then you're like, Barb, I need some money. She's like, fuck you. <laughs> Just yelling at us at the bill. I don't know if you remember that, Barb, but I had to walk away because I'm like, Frank, this is on you. This is on you, buddy. And um, I was... 700 bucks or something, I think she it was. She still reminds me about that. Was that? Oh, yeah, to this day. <laughs> like an elephant that women never forget, <laughs> eh? Women never forget. I get it, yes. Uh, okay. We got out of that one, though. We right? did get out of that one. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah. Like I said, I just point the finger. <laughs> no one can get mad at Frank. Okay, so coming into uh, national number 19, because the year we did the two, that's why it's 19, but 18th year, uh, just the feelings you're having coming into tomorrow. Obviously, great weather. It looks like it's going to be a little bit cooler than normal. And uh, well, give like your the, thoughts. I like the track. I, I told Derek, I said, this is probably the best track I think he's done. And uh, I like some of the stuff he got rid of. I did not like that second jump. And uh, after the first turn. Dylan seems happy yep. with that. <laughs> Dylan's very happy. And we were talking to Dick for a long time. We wanted him to change it. But he did. But it's his idea. We give it to him. It's his yeah. idea. 
His so, idea at the end of the day. Yes, yeah. <laughs> uh, one of the biggest things that we kind of always talk about is longevity in our sport, right? As, as a racer, it never really goes long. You've been here as one of the pillars, one of the longest ever. Why? Why not turn this into a tobacco field or uh, beans or some other goddamn product you can sell other than dirt bikes? Why? Probably because I'm the worst farmer in the world. So, <laughs> No, I, I mean, we started it as a sideline business, and um, I, you know what? I, we always loved motorcycles, loved ATVs, loved off-roading, and then uh, family gets into it. Derek got into it. The kids are, grandkids are getting into it. So it's, it's like anything else. You just grow it. It becomes part of your life, and we love it. Were you disappointed when he got rid of the quads? No. You were a quad guy. Yeah, I was. Uh, you weren't disappointed? Nope, not at all. I feel like that's when pride kind of started, is when the quad <laughs> sort of thing was <laughs> there. Uh, Newfie, I know you got lots to talk to Frank here. Give him some love. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, I was going to Oh, ask he just said, yeah, no, that's one. Yeah, okay. I was going to ask you, what year do you think, because we always talk about this after the dunes. Every year that I raced it, I always said literally from 05 to 2012 was the last year I raced here. I'm like, man, that was the roughest year ever. What was the roughest gopher you've seen at the National? Well, I think... Porcel, this place is a shithole. This place is a shithole. That's what I was going to say. I I remember uh, Purcell coming up to me and said, he spit in the ground, said it was a shithole, said he'd never come back. So I said, (laughs) it was okay. You did your job then. We did our job. Who's your teammate that year, no? Huskies? No? Well, no, but you guys are bros, tight. You would tell, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think it takes obviously some pride with being a, a gnarly track off Southwick today. We watched it on TV, and I mean, it was rough. Um, we've heard many guys, Brett Metcalf, Matt Gerkes, all these guys over the years praise you guys for how awesome of a racetrack it is for those guys that can dig deep and, and whatnot. So that's got to feel good for you. It does. I mean, we have a sand track. I mean, like. Walton is known for its natural terrain, and, you know, so we had to do something different. So we have sand, so we work with it. And, I mean, obviously sand gets rough. We make it as rough as we can and make it as challenging and uh, becomes a good racetrack. I mean, it's very physical, and guys in good shape ride well. I mean, you know what? Like, Tyler, he's been he's been a staple at this track for a lot of years. Long time, he's yeah. been a... I mean, he's won it a few times, and he's been, he's tough. He's been in good shape. Anybody that's won this race, nobody that's been in bad shape has ever won this event. Uh, actually, Michael Lessie won a couple times. <laughs> I'll beg to differ. Someone in bad shape, I podiumed in 06. I was not in Yeah, we got to tell that story okay, real quick, right. Galdi. That is true. I don't think a lot of people here know that story about you in 06. But well, it was maybe it, it was maybe. a gopher highlight. <laughs> Seriously. It was a life highlight, bro. Yeah, I know. Life highlight, yeah. No, uh, well, I mean... I thought the race was going to be canceled with the rain. I drank all day, uh, hanging out with the locals and doing that. I was canoeing bone naked. Literally, the pits used to be right here, and this river was kind of starting. And I don't know why all of a sudden a canoe just shows up. And then sometimes when I take when I drink a little bit, my clothes come off. And uh, Noof takes the tops, I take the bottoms. I'm a little more prouder of my my masculinity than Ryan. Uh, so anyway, bone naked. I think it's going to be canceled. We wake up in the morning, and Travers like, "Hey, we got to do a stand up at TV," and I'm. Roll out of bed. I'm like, oh, man, holy shit, the track looks amazing. This is great. Like, let's go. And lo and behold, don't ever do this, kids, because I partied like a rock star, and then I went 5-2 on the day, kicked the shit out of the majority of people other than Chisholm, stood on the podium, and sorry, honey, I did get laid that night, too. (laughs) 
All right. That was, yep, that's good time. You get on the podium, you, you, you score. That was a year. There it goes. But you came up to me. We had to dig uh, trenches all over the track. Yes. And we forgot one. Right remember, in that, yeah, where, yeah. that where the old sort of first turn used to be. Yeah. yeah. And I remember you coming up to me saying, uh, by the way, you got a big pile of dirt in a trench on the track. Yeah. I was my resting point. I hit that. It gave me a, yeah. take a breath right there. to <laughs> Good times. 06 was a good time. And uh, I've always loved this place. I've been coming here since 1987. Uh, was the first time I ever came here. We got in a car accident on our way to our first practice down here. I remember here. that. Yeah, with my uncle. Uh, and uh, always a good time. Last thing I want to ask before we let you go, Frank. Your favorite, and this might be hard, your favorite racer that has cut their teeth on this soil. You know what? I got to say it's Dylan because when he podiumed You buy a Yamaha, son of a bitch. Oh, no. He was on a Yamaha. <laughs> he was on a Yamaha. What year? Hey, what year? Oh. I'm 13, 13. But anyways, uh, intermediate numbers, podium, that was awesome. I, I got to say that was pretty cool. Two-stroker. And Rob Thornton, of course, too. Yeah, the whole shot king of Gorford Dunes. Bullshit. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> Bet me last year, a guy was sniffed. Like, Did he, he ever a, pay you? Did he oh, pay you? Dude, his money was on the back of the fender. That's right. That's right. I had to wait, though, till the end of the moto. We lapped him and stuff, so I got it later on. He's giving me 20 bucks to say that. He paid his bills. It's okay. Yeah. Hey, hey, ladies and gentlemen, everybody, Mr. Frank Schuster, the man that began Go For Dunes. Thank Good you job, so much Frank. for your time, Frank. You pour beer on that in your coat right there. Like, what an absolute beauty. Now that Frank's gone, we can talk shit on him. Now we can talk, yeah. So, like, really, like, fucking guy. Like, it's just, like, this rough as shit. And yeah, fucking grass is never wanna, cut here. Doesn't want to fucking groom. Ah, fuck, unbelievable. It's a long um, track, too. Yeah, Dude, lap really. times were long today. What? Lap Mine times were? were? Yours were long, yeah. Mine were long, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, Galdi says by Deshambo, yeah. he's, he's made the time up on me. He's taking the win. It's on the show. I don't know about the win side of things, but we're going to be a lot more aggressive. Fuck you, noof. Okay, it's coming on. I'm not. I'm leaving the tire on at Moncton. I'm not changing the tire. You can't either. You want to bet? You think you can make five seconds up in your 40s? Two There's seconds. Yeah, that last moto you were way off. <laughs> yeah, I was in the bushes throwing up. So, uh, okay, so we got another guest here because he's obviously got to go eat some sort of weirdo food to be prepared for tomorrow. But one of the most badass humans to ever cross the finish line here and take a checkered flag, a two-time 250 Canadian national champion. An unbelievable representative for our country. We call him Mr. Captain Canada. Please welcome everybody, Tyler Medaya. All right, where's the pizza money? Oh, I already paid for that. No way. He paid, he made it up at McDonald's this, last year when I, we went to. What year was that, Noof? Oh, yeah. 2013, 12? No, I'm not forgetting uh, this. I'm bringing 14, it up again. 14. 14. Tyler makes like four thousand dollars racing arena cross, like four cash. And he would not pizza that night. I fully gave the pizza money to one of Kyle Beaton's friends that was there. <laughs> <laughs> that friend that now has a snow you. bike and a new home in, the, in BC. Uh, Tyler, first off, thanks for coming out and joining us here. Obviously, it's cool. The kids watching and stuff. And uh, this place is iconic. You're a legend. Uh, you are coming up closer to that 40-year range now. I mean, a couple of years, but... Uh, just share your share a couple experiences in life. I mean, again, you've been coming here since a little kid. Yeah, um, like since uh, I raced here on an '85 for the first time, I maybe in 2001, and I remember I hated it so bad. 
I was like, oh my god. I Even growing up at Sandalene, yeah, I mean, that's obviously up, a little bit different. It's but. way different. And I was like, oh, I was excited. And I got my ass kicked. And then it was like a thing. I didn't like it. Even when in 2003, I had a really good year. I won pretty much everywhere in Ontario at all the provincials at like my Loretta Lynn stuff. And then Zeb Dennis kicked my ass here. And I still, it wasn't, uh, wasn't my place. And then slowly but surely, I'm, yeah, I just started getting better at it. I rode, went down, started going down to Florida and riding in the sand a bit more and like deeper sand more like this. And then I started, uh, yeah, it was a love, hate at first. Is this one you look forward to nowadays or when you were younger, like up and down sort of maybe ebbs and flows of the changing attitude coming here? I always look forward to this race, especially when the weather is like 25 degrees. Like yeah. when I when I see like thirty two and stuff, that's when it's like, oh my god. You want it more three hours than like three hours? <laughs> yeah. No, no, I don't. But that's what I'm not looking for. It is like that that thirty two degrees when you're coming to Gopher. And that one year, I remember I had a popsicle, and I was going to the start line, and the start line was back there in the fence. Yeah. And by the time I got to the start line, I had to get my mechanic give me new gloves because it melted. <laughs> Wait, was this the 80 years or the pro years no, eating the popsicles? This is oh. a couple of years ago. When okay. It, when the start was on the fence. So popsicles are okay before a moto? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I like it. There you go, kids. Popsicles for everybody. Tyler Bryan. Right, Riley? Yeah. He said, <laughs> he won't Pops let you forget that. Um, Newfie, you guys are, you're a couple years older, but a lot of times cutting laps with each other around this park here. And I mean, it's kind of a, le- it's funny to say legend because we're so close and stuff like that. This guy is. He's a flag-carrying human being in this country. Well, he just keeps going. You know what I mean? Every year, we do these. It's the gen- bakery. Yeah, yeah. we Same do these. Uh, we do these loose podcasts, and we talk about who the favorites are coming in and and whatnot. And I mean, no disrespect, but as every year as you get older, it's harder to count you in. I mean, it's just it's it's human life. The older you get, usually the more you slow down. But every year you impress us, and I mean, this season has been been really good i mean i think maybe even stronger than last year in a sense uh you got a moto win this year which it's been a, it's been a while um talk to us a little bit about like what are, are you doing different things are you working harder or are you working maybe even less just having more fun doing this wait yeah. did you cut your own shorts no i didn't uh, you know what you they bought get, them like that they, they're they, pretty they, short yeah well they're not that short. No, yeah they, everybody says there's they're kids shorts they say that the Heidi's shorts. They're not Heidi's shorts. They're not Heidi's. Sh- no, 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 you got Heidi's credit card in there, don't you? Yeah, yeah. I do. Yeah, I can't even reach. Um, no, like lately, I think I'm doing I'm doing less work. Um, not that it's less work. It's just like I have to, you know, pick and choose because recovery takes a little bit longer. Not much. I mean, I don't really notice all that much, to be honest. I feel the exact same. So that's kind of one of the things where it's like, well, I don't feel any different. I don't feel more sore. I don't like like it any less. I'm still competitive. So it's like, and now my son is really competitive and he really wants to do it. And I kind of want to give him a roadmap of, you know, what it takes, even though like now it's not really that good of an example because I don't really do as much. Like I ride a lot just because he wants to friggin' ride every day. Right, right. So, but I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's, a, it's always been a balance and, you know, you learn over the years what works for you, what doesn't work for you. Yeah. Talk to us a little bit about Talon now that you brought him up. Obviously, he's an up-and-comer on 65s. Uh, you guys are on the road to Loretta's. You made it made it happen. Uh, Talon made it happen. Um, how does that feel being a dad? Obviously, you're 
full, you know, you're into this, you're in the championship uh, hunt, so to say. Um, you know, you're taking care of your kid, going to these regionals areas and stuff like that. Like, how do you balance both? And and uh, and obviously, you got to be stoked for talent making it to Loretta's. Yeah, um, it was pretty cool. Like I said in uh, my Instagram post, like it took me it took me five tries to win a regional, and he did it on his first go. Yeah. And it's just like, like I say, with with how much I ride and how much he wants to ride, he's with me every single day. So like, I load my bike and his bike every time I ride. And it doesn't matter if I'm if I'm riding and like we'll go and ride in the hard enduro stuff and the rocks and, and he'll be crying, I don't wanna do this, I hate this. And then like the next time he's like, oh, he gets through a section, he likes it. And and I guess I like, keep that variety going and, and uh, it like, you know, it's, it's motivating for me too because like I can kind of go back to the basics and work on stuff that I'm trying to teach him so I can lead by example and just stuff like that. The, the amateur stuff is wild, though. Like, that Loretta stuff was insane. And, uh, yeah, but I, I'm excited for how he's, like, my big thing with him was, like, I wanted to really make sure that he had good form and, and he, his riding to me looks safe. You know, it could be aggressive and kind of loose, but, like, you know, I don't, like, cringe every time I ride. I watch him ride, so and then, like, I can watch things and make micro adjustments. That so you're dad, not super nervous when you're watching them? Not really. Yeah. But, like, I've, I've been working on that, right? It's like my dad had no idea. Like, he'd be like, oh, like, you can hit that jump. He was a street jump. bike guy. Yeah, he, you can hit that jump. I'm like this and, and going like that and just yeah. crashing so much. But he he doesn't – he never know – He like, he never felt how what it feels like to swap going wide open. Yeah, totally. Or, or endowing on a double. Like, he doesn't yeah. know what that feels like. Still doesn't. I think one thing that what you just touched on there is important is that Talon's ride. I mean, I obviously follow you on Instagram. I talk to you lots. You guys ride some gnarly stuff out there in Nova Scotia. You're riding gravel pits. You're riding, you know, single track type stuff that are motocross tracks. I think that that's super important to gain the bike skill. You know what I mean? Like lots of us, I'll say myself, I want to ride tracks nowadays that are mint, groomed, perfect. And I know there's lots of people out here, parents included, that they want oh, man, that track was fucking garbage today, and that was shit, and it sucked. Well, yeah, it does suck. But I think it's important that you put – I mean, I know you do it. You're riding these things, whooped-out sand tracks, gravel pits. I know some of these places you're riding from back there. Um, I think that's super key that you kind of just do what you got to do to ride every – like ride as much as you can. Yeah, and I – like a lot of it too is um, it's something that I should have done at a younger age. Like I should have been um, – riding like the off-road piece of things like i should have been going to hair scrambles much sooner because it teaches you such good uh fundamentals of riding like keeping your feet on the pegs and kind of like looking at the ground you can kind of almost tell what the dirt's going to do before you get there and that's why talon you know his regional was muddy and and he kind of figured it out because you know he wasn't worried about it or stressed he didn't ask me the questions that i used to ask my dad like oh, am i going to get it stuck could i get it started and all that stuff because you know now he sees it. I take him to hair scrambles. I make him race hair scrambles. And then now, you know, something like if if I said, hey, do you want to do motocross or do you want to do off road? Right now, he, he would be like, uh, I don't really know. It's 50 yeah. 50. No, that's cool. Really good. So, did you have to ask Heidi's permission to pay for the Loretta's thing? <laughs> no. Everything she's in? No. The card is here. Yeah, the card is, I got the card. Okay. Okay. Now, I'll put you on the spot here because obviously you've been here a long time. Four, four time winner or three time? Of this time. place, three time, right? Only the once on the 250, yeah. and then uh, for a set of Matrix Canada tie downs, 
Can someone tell me the first year that Tyler won the national here? No, no, no. We had somebody say 20. No, that wasn't it either. That wasn't it either. What'd you say? No. All right, nobody gets any tie downs. You're all shit fans. You're all shit fans. 2008. Okay, who can who can tell us what number he was then? What number was Tyler when he won the national here? Thirteen. Mr. Powell will hook you up with a set of tie downs. Uh, three one moto scores, correct? Yep. Three one moto scores. Um, your best memory on your on your level. What your your best memory? Obviously, done winning and all these things and stuff like that. But your best memory at this iconic facility. This is a very easy one. In twenty eighteen. The moto win that I got, um, that was four one for the overall, right? Yeah, yeah, that was my probably the best moto of my career as of right now. Um, Better than fourteen at Alverton? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because I kept coming around, and the the the, the pit board kept saying plus and plus and plus, and to get that feeling in the four fifty classes, it's like pretty hard to describe. And really. I think I mean, eight he knows what it feels like every damn weekend. And I think uh, eighteen wasn't like a great season for you overall like leading up to that right yeah it was it was a bit of a struggle and um but i really liked the bike that year and it was um yeah it was just one of those and it didn't feel like i was going fast which is like the weirdest thing like right. it's like oh man I'm, I'm not even going that fast i'm gonna get caught and then it just kept getting bigger and then just, bigger bigger it didn't feel that uh, hard to be honest favorite bike of your career so far um that uh that 2008 Suzuki was really good. I really like that bike. Um, Same bike today that Ken's riding in WSS. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, it's, it was a good bike. Uh, yeah. Your bars were like this big. They're like the size of a Jetson bike. Those bars. Like, your bars were ridiculous. That's why that it went fast. Like, I don't even understand how you could hang on to the thing. It like was it like was, that weirdo-looking setup on it. Right, Remember, it the back just, was choppered out, and it looked like that RC or Carmichael bike yeah. back in... Uh, O two, O two on the Hondas when yeah. those bars. That yeah. bike, that bike had a recluse clutch, the automatic one when they first yeah. came out, and like the all the balls one, right? Balls yeah, the balls and, one. And the one, that one clutch we had worked unbelievable, and we had it in that bike, and then we had the same bike. The O nine was the exact same bike, yeah. but we sold my race bike with that clutch in it, and I tried probably. Six or seven full complete systems, brand new, and and none of them would work. None of them would be the same. Nothing. They they <laughs> would not work at all. It, it was junk. I went back to a normal clutch. Wow. So whoever got that bike was like a ma that was like a magic bike. Uh, world stage donations. You raced over the place. Um, obviously off road stuff, doing everything. When you're racing now at the age that you are, and you're watching that younger gentleman over there that grew up in the exact same area that you're born and bred. By the way, there's something in the water out there, ladies and gentlemen. Right? There's something in the water at the MX 101 way. When you watch it, does it does it? Obviously, you're competitive, so maybe it still pisses off. But it was like, can he carry the flag? Can he can he take us on another level? Is he too old now? Or like when when you look at him riding and what he's doing and everything like that. And this year, you guys, you've closed that gap, right? Last year, obviously, was a little different, but. It's pretty cool, and you were there at that one point, kind of doing that thing. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he is carrying the flag, really. Um, to be honest, he should be in Southwick today. Ah, kind of think, but I heard pussy is what I said. Right? You're a pussy. <laughs> no, so I, I, that's what I, I. No, maybe I'm wrong. I'm wrong, guys. No, it's good. It's just like you see those, you know. Even when we were growing up as kids, I, I knew watching how like he cornered. 
I knew that he was going to be, you know, a great. It wasn't really hard to, it wasn't really hard to miss. Wild from this, the same area too. Like it's uh, what's going, what, why does it, what's going on out there? Uh, we're all just weird there. It's weird. Yeah, it's, it's just weird. Uh, how's Tyler gonna do tomorrow, everybody? Just good. You're gonna do good, Tyler. You're gonna do good. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, the uh, Thor Parts Canada Gas Gas right here. Give it up for Tyler Medall, everybody. Number five. Number five in your program, number one in your heart, one of the best who ever done it in our country, and he's going to carry a legacy for a long time, and now he's got his son, Talon, as well. Um, I've actually meant to ask him, does your son, does Talon listen to you? He's special, then. Riley. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Your son doesn't listen to you. Mine Did, doesn't listen to me. Didn't okay. we talk about that last night? You're going to train my kid, I'm going to train yours? I don't remember a lot from But then they night, said but... they wanted to train together, but they're not going <laughs> yeah, to either one of us. listen to either one of us. Yeah, what I said, I go, Riley, what training are you on? He's like, I want Eli Tomac. I'm like, all right, he's not busy right now. We're good. Daddy can afford it. And that. you're making that ammo money. Ammo money. Well, good timing. Ammo is one of our mid-sponsors of the show, everybody, of our, our local race series out here. Uh, and, of course, um, uh, Renegade Fuel. Winners that, or no, sorry, poured in. God Win damn, plus 30. It smelled good. See that whole shot in there? You smelled good. I thought you were in cologne for a minute. <laughs> and I thought, I'm like, that's weird. Because you'd ever, hey, never, that, that you don't ever smell good as a good. human. That second moto start was Stop good. Stop it. I had the choice. You know, I could have fucking T-boned you. Here we go. Oh, my God. Tough guy right. Tuesday. Right. We'll settle this. Hey, why don't we settle this back in the ring? Right out in the front yard. Hey, why don't we just go grab two bikes that are the same and just go do a whole shot challenge right now? We can do that, too. You want to do that? Hey, I'll we'll ride take yours. both of Dylan's bikes. I'll ride yours. You ride mine. I'll ride yours, you ride mine. Nah, my bike's faster than yours. No whole shot device, <laughs> cheaters. Um, awesome. Thanks so much for Frank Schuster, Tyler Medallia. Or Tyler Medallia. And uh, I'm going to bring up, he's going to be quick here. So uh, anybody that's, yeah, he's coming. Relax, relax, relax. Goldie, Goldie, Goldie. No? <laughs> Uh, before we get to our uh, current and uh, uh, number one plate holder, I'm going to bring up a youngster here. So this kid is, I don't know if he's turned his career around, but this year he's been pretty badass. Very good. But in Calgary, he decided just for fun to stick his finger in the front wheel of his motorcycle because he thought, you know, hey, that's spinning. Let's check this out. And he basically chopped the end of it. Everybody give me a little love for the man. Lucky Yamaha rider here, Mr. Quinn Amiot. Teammates. Yeah. Oh, hey. Oh, wait. Well, uh, sort of. Hold on. Sort hold of. on. We should explain that a little bit better. This <laughs> was your 2022 Motocross of Nations Pit Bike of Nations team minus Galdi. I'm telling you, man. Fireball is a bad thing. Fireball. Hey, Quinn, it seems like a common denominator with this guy lately, eh? He's kind of. Maybe I've got a problem. Anybody know any guys some AA groups or whatever? <laughs> I'm not a quitter. He said he I'm did not set a quitter. the fastest lap time. We're meeting tomorrow at 8 a.m. He did set the fastest lap time in practice. He did. He did set the fastest lap time. That was the only thing he was proud of. He yeah. came back and chirped me saying that I sucked because I was slower than him. But I'm like, dude, you cut three quarters of the track he off. Cut, he cut the entire track. All right. They put the score on the sheet. I don't know what you want me to do with that. Um, show it to us. I can't. Can you not show us? I can't. So, give us your update, Quinter. Obviously, you're bummed. You're not going to be racing this weekend. This is one of your favorite nationals. You're going to come and hang out and do some TV uh, with me, but uh, give us the update. Actually, let's step it right back to the crash leading to where we are now. 
Yeah, I don't know. It was going good. I had a great motor going, and then uh, last lap came around, and it was just, I don't know, I was, I was fine, wasn't tired, just chilling, and then uh, just tucked the front end, and uh, I don't know, got back up, smashed my face pretty good, and then like did half a lap, was going around a turn, and I'm like, oh, my finger doesn't feel good. And for some reason, I initially was like, I cut my finger off, and then uh, I hit a jump, looked down at my hand, and she was gone. And then I like lost focus and fell again, and I'm like, well, I'm not getting back on my bike. So and then I ran to the ambulance. You were there for that and yeah. stuff. And yeah, it definitely wasn't. I just saw him running, <laughs> like running with no helmet on. I'm thinking, he's running out of anger because his bike broke or something like that. Because he he did have a bitch and moto going. It was a really good moto. And then he's just like, my fucking finger, my finger. And I'm like, ah, and I'm like yelling at people to go because the medics were hard to find in Calgary. Yeah, yeah, they were. And uh, I guess Shane Cuthbertson ended up taking a pit bike up to the podium going, where's the medics? Weren't you there for that? I'm like three seconds ago live on television. I'm like, that way? I'm like, and then I'm like, oh, hey, welcome back to Triple Crown. And this guy's yelling at it. Yeah, it wasn't a great timing thing, but I actually thought it was for why. And then we found out later it was for you. And Anyway. Well, they were with Don't him. crash together. Like, I wait a couple laps so the we medics can catch up. Yeah, I think he was, like, mid-moto, but, like, that was pretty serious, so. Well, yeah, he was yeah. mid-moto, and, yeah, yeah. he was. Yeah. They Best had way to all fix this, kids, don't crash. Right? Yeah. Don't yeah, crash. Don't, don't so do give it. us the update on the uh, on the haggard finger. <laughs> I, I don't really know. I see, I've see. i seen a couple doctors, and uh, it's healing, I guess, but uh, it's, like, dead at the top. So I guess, like, that dead black skin will just fall off and there'll just be a new sk- finger like a there. snake yeah, yeah. yeah. All it right. doesn't look healthy though it does no it it's doesn't not look healthy i'll tell you that why don't we just hack it hack it halfway off right well, now i told them i was like why can't we just cut it off and they were like oh we can't really do that don't you want to give the middle finger the rest yeah. of your life <laughs> well, I, was like, Let's just well, I guess they're not legally allowed to cut more off if there's still something there yeah, to save yeah, right exactly yeah. yeah and they're like oh we want you to have feeling and that's i get it so i mean it's yeah. got to be a bummer like something I mean, yeah, you did cut part of your finger off, but something is kind of minor injury in a sense. Yeah, like, it's not like you got a femur or an ankle or a shoulder or something like that. Uh, it's got to be frustrating for you. And obviously, I know you said uh, after Calgary, when you came back from the hospital, you're going to do everything in your power to be back to one of your best tracks. Sorry to rub that in. Yeah. But one of your better tracks or best tracks. And I think, obviously, the East is stronger for you. Uh, you know, come anyways. Uh, you got to be frustrated. Yeah, for sure. And at the time, I didn't know. Like, I had, I've never done this, obviously, so I had no idea what the healing process was. And uh, the guy at the hospital seemed pretty chill about it, so I was like, oh, we'll be good, we'll be good. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. So it's it's definitely frustrating. And like you said, like, it's so, it's not minor, but it is minor. Like, I can do everything I need to do. I can do training. Like, I've been riding bikes, like, uh, running and stuff, but I just can't ride a dirt bike. So, uh, and it definitely sucks missing this race. All right, before we race. let you go, uh, your best memory of this facility, amateur, pro, what is it? <sighs> I don't know. I've had a lot of memories at this track. I've broken a lot of bones here. <laughs> I've, done a, I've had a couple good races, so uh, I don't know. I've had a lot of awesome memories here. Uh, last year was pretty cool. I had a sweet moto with uh, Marco Canella last year. That first moto, we battled like the entire moto and passed each other probably four times throughout the whole moto. So that was probably the best recent memory I have here. I don't think we saw any of that on television, so I have no idea what you're talking <laughs> yeah, about. Yeah. I'm stuck in the booth. I don't know. Uh, everybody, the number 14 man like Yamaha, right? Give a little love for Quinn Amiot. He'll be joining me tomorrow in our in the TV booth. For those that don't know, we do a live television show, obviously, from every national. The, uh, the TV trailer is parked on the very far side, uh, a bleacher system over there. 
Come on in and, and step in. It's not going to ruin my on TV. Come on in, all you kids. Come in here. Robbie? Oh, yeah. Look at the toes on that. Oh, my God. Like you're inviting random people into Just the booth? show and go. We're live on Fox Sports <laughs> Racing. What are they going to do? Shut us off? We're live. Oh, I guess they can. What are they going to do, right? Um, I think it's time now to get into the decals that we're talking about over there. Um, so, again, for anybody that's a little older, that's been around the sport, Machine Racing was a dealership out of, uh, it started in Bradford, Ontario, went to Aurora, and then it, uh, it finished off a new market. And it created and gave rides for an unbelievable amount of people. You kind of created a second career, almost, maybe a, not a second one, but a third career when you started working for Keist. Yeah. So uh, our, one of my best friends, and I, he's like a father figure to me, John Nelson, he'll be coming here tomorrow to support the race. He's very excited about the idea that Derek came up with those graphics, I'm going to pump my tires. As I said that, remember Derek's doing all, let's do the pro circuit bike and all the Americans. I'm like, fuck America. Let's do a Canadian bike. And there we are. We did Blackfoot this year and we're doing machine racing this year. And we're going to talk about that with the man that rides that bike. I don't know why he doesn't have a red plate on it because he is carrying the points right now. Your Canadian national champion, everybody. The number one, give it up for Dylan Wright. He didn't have a red plate on it because uh, we didn't do red plates back then. Uh, oh, or is that nor, what it is? Or Norwood, uh, I don't... Can we, bore, we can borrow uh, Jerome's red tape when he <laughs> yeah, worked exactly. out with the red yeah. tape. Yeah. But um, that's, that was the whole look, though. There was no red plates back in the earlier 2000s. Is that why that... But there is a bike with a red plate sure. that's getting raced There is tomorrow. a red plate bike, yes. Yeah, I was going to say, that's, that's, gonna, that's not the bike I'm racing. That's protest. Yeah, protest if you don't have a red plate, man. points. What? <laughs> uh, Dylan, first and foremost, thanks again for joining us. And... Um, this is this is not home turf, but home turf for the team instead of things. And uh, how are we feeling, man? The year's, year's a little different compared to last year. Right now, if everybody knows, Dylan had the very first ever perfect season in the Canadian Nationals uh, last year in 2022. Pretty damn impressive for sure. Uh, this year, obviously, a little bit different, but uh, sort of still sitting in the position that you like. Yeah, exactly. I mean, anytime you got the red plate and you're leading the championship, uh, it's a pretty dang good spot to be. I mean... Uh, there's a lot of good racers uh, racing against me and, uh, you know, trying to steal that number one plate. And job, first and foremost, is to, uh, yeah, keep the red plate and keep the number one on the, on the machine and uh, get the job done. And like I said, uh, I feel like I have 19 home races because Gophers, obviously, the team's home race. Then we go to MX-101. I grew up, like, two minutes from there. And so that's kind of my home track. And now I'm living in Quebec. And, you know, Deschambault is kind of close for uh, my wife's family and everybody. So, uh, but this one's obviously a you know, kind of the bigger one uh, for the team and everybody with, uh, you know, the your vacation properties in BC. <laughs> You've got a rental in Alberta now. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, just, uh, I mean, coming here, it's been an iconic race. Uh, it's the gnarliest one, and I've had a lot of success here, even, uh, you know, obviously podiuming uh, as an amateur. And um, it's always been a place I feel at home. And uh, yeah, I, I kind of call it my sandbox now. Uh, uh, okay, so obviously you've been around a long time. You know those graphics, right? That dealership back in the day kind of maybe give me a little bit of a... Obviously, it's always cool when Derek and the team come up with the idea of this. And obviously for me, this, this is... I was born and bred with machine racing. That's how I became... I was as a racer, even a human being. John Nelson has taught me lots, maybe being a bigger asshole than a thing, but always love kind of thing. Um, just what are your thoughts when you look at that? 
Yeah, I think it's cool. Like uh, Derek's done a great job this year with the Blackfoot stuff, and now machine racing this weekend. Um, I don't exactly remember that bike. I think I was born the same year of those graphics. So that's '97. Yeah, that's 97. the '97 look. I was born in '97, so I remember those ones. But machine, uh, I remember like Kyle Keast uh, machine racing when I, you know, growing up. Uh, I heard Keast is coming out tomorrow. I heard this as well. I the, he was supposed to be here tonight. Never yeah. count the dozer out of the dunes, too. Yeah. <laughs> Um, do you me one, do me tomorrow. one favor tomorrow. Don't ask Keith for lines around here. No, uh, Keith taught me one thing when I was kind of growing up as an intermediate, and we would, you know, we'd be racing at Sandalee or here, and he would blow every berm out on the first lap because at that point I'm riding a two-stroke, and I was like, "What are you doing? You're just blowing everything out." And he's like, "Yeah, well, I knew on a two-stroke you just can't carry momentum, but there's no berm, so I just blew him out." <laughs> Uh, that's a good one. Keese was an animal here, though, at the dunes over the years. But oh, the I mean, roughest I'd... line, the shittiest line, and the same line that he would take the first lap of practice, same line at the end of the day. For those people that, again, you're, uh, there's a lot of new. Cal Keese is another heroic legend, sand rider. 06 was probably that. Remember, number 18, Dowd. He went like 4-2 out on the podium. It was an amazing story. That day, he'll be coming here tomorrow if anybody wants to meet him. Really, should have probably around. won, like, Two motos here in his uh, career. The Morden, the Morden Mud one, right in the the cancellation. No, mode, I'm, right? sa- I'm talking here at the. Oh, dunes, here, though. sorry, here. Oh, remember he threw it away that year, and then he also threw it away the 08 year. With he didn't uh, throw it away. He could not pass both Dusty and Tyler. He just uh, they couldn't make the pass. But he was fat, like he was. Yeah, he was not faster, faster but coming coming through. Now he's just fatter. So we'll see that tomorrow. Um, he's not here. We can make fun of him. That's how it goes. Uh, I'm going to bring in Derek Schuster, the owner of the Honda Canada GDR Fox, and one of the guys that probably yelled at you when you were getting parked here this weekend. I'll bring him in here. But, Derek, why do we do in these graphics? It's pretty damn cool. And I'm going to – you did say that you came with – this was my idea. I was just going to say, yeah, this, this is your idea. idea. Uh, uh, but awesome. Obviously, this means this is a home run for me, and it's pretty damn cool. Yeah, we've uh, we always do like an LE bike. Usually, it's at the Gopher Dunes round. And I mean, I think you brought that up like three years ago already. You're like, yeah. why don't you do a Canadian team? And I said, that's a great idea. We'll get to it at some point here. Worst part <laughs> is most of these, the teams don't have. Uh, well, Blackfoot didn't have like an actual good image to make the graphics right, like an actual. Well, thing. yeah, you're and you're a part of that. Like trying to find some photos, I thought that'd be easy. I'd dig up some old magazines. We'd find some stuff, and it was a challenge, right? Like you're helping me dig up photos. We're calling different riders and stuff. Palms was pretty good about getting me some stuff, and I feel like that's why it ended up being the look of one of his bikes because he's the best one for getting us photos, right? Uh, bring it sort of like what your dad was talking about. This place, the roughest, toughest national around the globe. I mean, you can probably share it. When you come here, like t- uh, Tyler said, he's always excited. Are you excited? You've been here a, a million times now, being obviously better on the team, but you get excited about this national and, and what gets delivered here on a pro on a pro Sunday afternoon? Yeah, I mean, I think any track you win, um, at it you know it brings back good memories, and I think you know you look at the track right now, or even yesterday pulling in, uh, the facility looks like top notch. Uh, you know, it's clean, it's cut, and the track looks amazing and flat. And I mean, I wish it would kind of stay that way because second 450 moto, I feel <laughs> like I feel like I'm losing myself in the bump sometimes and don't really know what I'm doing. And hold watch, on here, I'm cutting you off. I'm cutting like you off. Rider, Stop. <laughs> So you complain when the track is smooth. It's so one-lined. And Galdin and I were talking about this already. We, we had a chat on the track about it. It's so one-lined. And then when it's rough, you're like, I can go anywhere. I can get around guys. I can get past lappers. But yeah. then, you, then you complain and say, oh, I just want to ride it smooth. 
Sounds would, like a conversation for another time, man. That was. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would. I wouldn't be a pro motocross guy without complaining just a little bit, you know. It kind of comes, comes with the. Course. That's what you do. Uh, y'all do it. All right. Before we get closing out here on our Canadian Motocross Unfiltered podcast, um, Derek, you've been doing this team here for a long time. Started yellow, now gone red. I guess maybe a little biased, but I asked Frank, who his favorite rider that crossed the paths here. Of course, Frank apparently is picking this guy. Your favorite rider, team-wise or national-wise, that has cut their teeth on this property? Uh, I'm, I'm going to say Dylan. Oh, of course, true. I'm biased. <laughs> Boring. No, I, so Dylan's now been the longest member of our team. He's been a part of the team for seven years. Colton was part of the team for six. And I guess, I mean, Colton's been a part of it for a while because now he works for the team as well. But um, I feel like Dylan and I's relationship goes well beyond just racing and motorcycles on weekends, right? We've come really close with each other. And I think that's a big part of the team's success in Dylan's is because of that relationship. And I think both of us and the team, everything's grown since then because of it. So I think uh, we both owe a lot to each other for all the success. And that's why I pick him. Boring. All right, well, what's your favorite national track? What's your favorite national track? Redbud. 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 Benny's looking at Benny. Uh, All right, ladies and gentlemen, the team owner and one of the property managers is the guy that runs it over here, and your Canadian national champion right there. Give it up for Dylan Wright. kind of feel like we're in the group chat now. Group chat? Uh, <laughs> Me and Steve. <laughs> so, okay, new. we were just talking about this here, let's... Your favorite racer all time that's cut their teeth on this property since 2005. I mean, there's been a lot of them, obviously, but I think my favorite, seeing the reaction after the podium and how good it felt for him to win, uh, Brett Metcalf. Seeing him at the podium just being completely done. Burnt. 13. That was 13. Is that 13? Yeah, remember so Keith yeah. got on the podium, right. and that was the year Dylan got on the podium. Boots off, just finished, obviously being a little bit older guy in his career. Um, seeing that emotion, winning this, and him talking about it afterwards, about how gnarly and how how much it meant, you know what I mean? Because all these guys that have raced, you know, they always compare, oh, you know, Southwick, Southwick, Southwick. Well, Boys, this ain't Southwick. This is like on par with Lommel. You know what I mean? Like this. No, no, no. This is his own beast. It is its own beast, but it gets similar to the same, right? Like Southwick is not quite the same, and not even close to the same. Especially with the jumps too, right? We get jumps. Yeah, the jumps make it tough. It adds in the whole extra factor because especially at the thirty-minute mark on a thirty-degree day, and you start seeing eighteen ruts up a jump face. Your fucking eyes start going a little weird. Well, and that's the thing that's different about a pro national here that probably a lot of people that ride here all the time don't really realize. Him and I talk about it a bunch. The way the pros are hitting the jumps, like you look at the, uh, the finish line here, um, on any other race day, you don't really ever get ruts up the jump face. It gets wore down a little bit. It's easy to jump at the end of the day. But if you look at the ruts from all the pros just hitting it wide open, lap after lap, it's just completely different on that the day. The form's so much different. Baldy, who's your... Uh Give it beside yourself in 07. 
Uh, no, uh, I'm, I'm definitely uh, a little different than you guys. My favorite guy that's ever cut his teeth on this thing is JSR. So JSR was a hero of mine. I raced him and everything like that. And in 2005 and 2006, he, in 2005, he destroyed everybody. 2006, Dusty Platt beat him. But the way that he handled himself, the class act that he was, he was the guy that I just love watching. And he only raced here three years, right? The first three years. Five, six, seven. Seven, he ran out of gas. Number two, chasing Pauly Carver, leading the moto. Remember on television, he did the waved him by, waved him by as he went by because he ran out of gas, right? All the Blackfoot bikes ran out of gas. I had thing. a really good moto when all three ran out. From ninth to sixth. <laughs> Literally, ninth, ninth to, to sixth. Like, yeah. yeah. Just we won't talk about thanks, the second boys. moto. Yeah. Second <laughs> moto wasn't as good. Uh, but yeah, JSR, I, I mean, you know, a little older guy, I like that kind of thing. But I mean, you, you, the Metcalf or even Dylan, Colton Fasciotti. I mean, the list can kind of go on. We had John Dowd here at one point. For anybody that's nostalgic about John Dowd, the guy's, he was 40-ish when he, no, he podiumed podiumed in 06. Paul Carpenter was unbelievable when he raced here. Matt Gerke. Remember the year that you decided to ride Key Spike? Matt Gerke won both motos by over a minute. By over one minute here. I learned something, like Gerke that year, I remember, like, talking to him because, like, I was kind of out of it, out of the racing side of things for a bit. Um, Keith's mechanic yeah. leading up. Gerke comes here. He runs a hard pack front tire because his his explanation was it Slide. skims across the sand. I was like, because normally back in those days, we're running those big spikes on the front tire. He's like, that's shit. Run a hard pack front tire because you don't want your front tire to dig in. You want to steer with the rear. And I was like, that's really smart. He, he taped both ankles. even oh, though He, he was did, taped head to toe. No, well, he was tape head to toe, but I remember he watching him. He had a pill selection of things to take, and he was a he was like now, a robot. You know what? He wore every bit of safety equipment that you could could wear. Literally, I think he wore elbow pads. Great Atlas Brace ambassador, right he there. He was. <laughs> I mean, he is a full chest protector yeah. guy too. If you know oh, Matt, it was required. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was required, but holy shit, he 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 never really. Gerke was probably was he? The, how many years did he went? Four years here. He won four times, yeah. Four times. Yeah. So maybe the most dominant as far as that what, goes. Cole, Cole had three? Two. And Dylan's Dil- working on. Dylan's working on for trying to get Maybe four, four tomorrow, yeah. right? Would be four. Well, I'm hoping so. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, you're not biased on that one either. Right? Yeah. He had to work for some of those wins, though. Hey, what's going on with the fry thing behind here? Free chicken wings for all the fans tomorrow? <laughs> that's tonight, actually. As soon as this is oh, is that tonight? I can smell the grease. Oh, that's your armpit up in there. Yeah. <laughs> An hour long, and finally you're funny. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you are going to be uh, enjoying tomorrow for the 9th or, well, the 20th tomorrow then, right, Diggs? 20th tomorrow? Yeah, 19th year, but 20th national, because in 2021, we had two rounds. For the 20th time, we are going to join and watch the most iconic race with hopefully some of the best battles and some of the best athletes that have ever cut their teeth. I want to thank everybody for joining us this evening. I want to thank our sponsors, Race Tech, Bristol Coachworks, uh, Callus Moto, uh, KTM Gas Gas Husky Canada, Matrix Concept Canada, Renegade Fuels, uh, Blake Hall, uh, the boys over there. Um, I'm missing somebody. I'm missing one. I don't know. This is your job. <laughs> Do we, we don't actually get paid for this, right? Oh, hey, by don't. the way, Diggs, this right? is full freebie. Yeah, invoice. Actually, right, invoice and if you ever want to listen to what myself and Newf and our buddy Ken can do, you can find us online, Canadian Motocross Unfiltered. Hold on, though. We're on Spotify. We're on what? I got one more thing. 
So do I. Where are you going? Quinn, give me your top three, both classes. I'm not, I wasn't done. I was oh, just. I thought you were ending it. You know how we fucking get paid to do this? You're rubber head. You got to thank these people. I want to get Quinn's top three, both I classes. I get that. I was going to. Okay. Sorry, Galdi. Host. No. I see. I've won today, and I'm first to kind of get to the end here. There's, we're fist fighting back at the trailer tonight. We should wrestle here in front of everybody. Uh, it's not nice to hit a woman. Uh, big thanks to our supporters out there. Now, I would like to get our top three. You want to start with Quinn? Wait, uh, Quinn. Uh, both classes. Techlo, you're up next. Both classes? Yeah. Both classes. Holy smokes. Uh, Dylan, I think Dylan's going to win. T-Dags and then Moth. And then... Uh, well, Jess Pettis just shut you on Instagram. He doesn't like it. He doesn't like it. <laughs> well, 250's tough. McNabb's going to be hard to beat. Are you racing? McNabb's going to be hard to beat. Uh, Benoit, I feel like he's going to kill it. So McNabb, Benoit, and I think Natsuki can, uh, can throw something in there. All right. Pretty easy. Jake, come on. Give us top three. Both Jacob classes. Pickle, everybody. The number four bike right over gonna there. Going to be back soon. Right. Going to be back soon. I'm on your local Tinder profile. Uh, yeah, I think Dylan T Dags and uh, JP for 450, for 250, uh, Natsuki, McDab, and uh, our boy Noah Vinny. Ah, Natsuki, right? That was my Natsuki. pick. Well, hey, he did battle him hard here over the years, last year. Remember the moto when he was second and unbelievable speed? Was that three years ago? No, that was the first year. First year, right? Unbelievable speed. <laughs> Just you ran into a wall. Don't worry. I know what the wall's like when you do them promo. First moto there. was not great. I think you actually DNF the first moto. It was eight, 18, 19. It was COVID year. Oh, 20. It was 20. Yeah, 20. Unbelievable. But second moto, uh, Pettis pulls the whole shot, and you just match his pace the whole time. And then by about 18 minutes-ish? Mm, yeah, seven, 16, yep. 17 minutes. Tongue was down. <laughs> in the, in it happens spokes, to the but, best of us, But that was, kinda your, that was your breakout ride. I mean, that was what we all kind of expected. Hey, 1997, 24 motos in Canadian. I whole shot 18 of them. Best finish, fifth. Okay, two, yeah. more, two, more, uh, two more quotes. Robbie Thornton, come on up. Give us top three, both classes. He doesn't even know who's racing. Right, I'm going to give you mine. Yeah, go ahead, Dick. Right, both motos. He's going to win. <laughs> Surprise. I'm going to go T-Dag second, Pettis third. And in 250, I'm going to go... Uh, McNabb and Nasky s splitting moto wins. McNabb with the overall in Benoit third. Thanks for showing up, Noah. <laughs> what a dick over there, eh? All right, bring somebody else. One more. One more? How about that guy over there in that green hat? Yeah, you're doing it. Let's go. Yeah. Brett Come Lee, on, Brett. Walton Raceway. Who's your top three, both classes? <sighs> I'm trying to think. What, what this, what's the name of the uh, Dutch rider coming tomorrow? Lars Van Berkel. Okay. So I'm going to go with Dylan first. I'm like everyone else. I'm going to go with Lars. Uh, There's gonna a Dutch guy no, coming. I'm go with oh, yeah. Okay, here we go. Right, Medaglia, Lars. He's going to get a third. I'm going to go with uh, McNabb, Natsuki, and i got to say Tanner. Yeah, We're putting Ward in there. He's worked right, so Wardy. hard the last two weeks. Lots of Tanner and, Ward And i got to thank the uh, Gopher Dudes guys for helping him, too. I don't so. think there would be anybody in this tent that would argue we'd love to see Tanner on the podium. Would be awesome. Would be awesome. Yeah. Uh, you had something else to add, Digger? Or? I just wanted to thank everybody for coming out tonight and uh, supporting the, the event this weekend. <laughs> yeah. And also for you guys, like, 
part of why I wanted to have you guys do this is because I think I've been loving your show that you guys have been doing. I think a lot of other people have. It's been getting a lot of Not talk. Abby. Not That's Abby. Hate. Not, Not Abby. Abby. She doesn't like us but right now. I think it's growing, and I thought uh, you guys doing this live show here could uh, add something to what you guys have been building on, and I think it's been really good. And uh, just keep it up, guys. Thank you very much. You don't know how to use the internet. We're good. I'm good. Again, everybody, enjoy the rest of your evening. Thank you so much. Canadian Motocross Unfiltered, Ryan Gold, Ryan Lockhart. Have some fun, and uh, good luck to all the racers. And if you're celebrating tonight, stay away from the pro trailers. Robbie Thornton's giving away free booze to everybody back in the corner. Especially yeah, guys. From, uh, stay away from uh, Dylan and Jad's trailer tonight, please. No Just, dogs. Yeah, one up. last thing. Goldie is right with that, like, any noise or anything like that after ours. Let's try to be respectful to the pros that are here. A lot of them are staying on the property this weekend as opposed to in a hotel room, and we just want to make sure that they get a great night of sleep. Be sure to tip your waitress. Thanks, everybody. Cheers, guys.